Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is poet Fox Beyer. He's here to talk about his book, Letter Kindling, Igniting, Inspiring, and Evoking the Fire Within. Fox, welcome. Suzanne, it's it's great to be on, and thank you for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, part of me always wishes that the listener could have heard us before we came on, because you and I have really had such a great time talking about so many things. I feel like we're friends, and I feel like I already know you very well. So it's a real pleasure to talk to you. We've we've certainly uh, teed this this thing up and 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 gotten things ready for the for the real show. Exactly. And here comes the curious first question. You know, people do things for a lot of different reasons. I'll usually ask a writer about how they came to writing, but poets poets hold a very special place in my heart because it's such a unique venue. It's such a unique way to look at the world. When did you first pay attention to poetry, Fox? You know, Suzanne, that's a really good question. I can't pinpoint uh, a certain time in my life. But I can I can tell you this that that poetry came about in my life um, uh, uh, through a desire to to write to write songs and as a teacher and coach I always tell, told myself to communicate uh, most effectively with my players and my students I wanted to be to be simple and but yet profound. And it was a, f- a friend of mine and I were driving home from a baseball game we had just coached. And this was 2014. And as was our custom, after games, we would always find ourselves ourselves listening to music of all types. And we're, we're driving home and, and he turns to me and says, you know what, Fox, we should, we should write a song. And something, Suzanne, just clicked. And the next day, I, I had something, that a piece of writing that related, related to his life as uh, uh, a minor league uh, baseball coach, a minor league manager. And it was, it was you know, personal to him, very profound. Uh, it wasn't a song. But it was, um, to me, uh, uh, a poem. And, you know, he told me under no terms, he said, Fox, you need to keep doing this. And that I did. And that was July of 2014. And I just kept writing and writing and writing on days, even when I didn't necessarily want to write. And I began posting my poems on an online online site called yourpoetry.com. And so it was very interactive. I could read others and comment on others as they could comment on some of my work. 
and that a colleague from that site uh, actually emailed me and said, Fox, I have uh, this manuscript um, of, of poetry. Could you look it over? I'm thinking about getting it published. And I said, sure. And I did. I also responded to that email by asking them, you know, by the way, how do you go about you know, publishing a book or even if you're thinking about it? They told me and I got in, in, in touch with uh, what is, was my publishing company. And by, by December of, of 14, it was in process. And by the new year of, of 15, I had, a, I had a book of poetry. So you know, I'm about 43 years old now. And so I guess the journey started at about age 35, if, uh, and to, be, uh, to be exact. So it wasn't way back when. In, um, in, in, in language arts class, class, but I did have a L.A. teacher that told me that Fox Byer sounded like a good author's name. I can remember <laughs> that. But um, my, you know, desire to write just grew out of a, of a, of a friend, of a brother's um, product back in, back in 2014. I love that story. Partly because you didn't start writing when you were 5 or 15 or 16 in high school English class or something like that. All of a sudden, the poet, the songwriter, the person who wanted to get things on paper awakened. And I love what you said in the introduction to the book. The pages are glimpses of observations from experiences that I have had. It is my hope that you, the reader, can find a connection. Maybe in some ways we wear the same shoes. I loved that. And I think that if there are people listening to us, Fox, who think they might be able to write a story like yours encourages somebody who is maybe on the brink and maybe they think, well, I really don't have anything to say. Start putting it down on paper and you might be surprised. Yes, and, and I encourage them to do it in, in their own way, meaning if it's just stream of consciousness, if it's bullet points, you know, do it how you do it in, in your own unique way. And to go back to what you what you previously said, I must, and this is, is, is sort of, I think it was probably unconscious, but I, I must give credit to, to, to my teachers growing up because I, I think they, uh, all of them had, especially my language arts teachers, had a hand in, in this. Everyone from, I'll just name them, you know, Mrs. Cook, Mrs. Uh, Ross, Mr. Ranger, Mr. Foley, all of these people, I, I think, had a hand in um, giving me the tools to to express myself uh, like I did in, in Letter Kindling. I love it. Now, you have cover art that has a really unique story because it caught my attention. When I went to Amazon and looked at the cover of the book, I, the cover art caught my attention. And so I've already asked you about that, but I want our listeners to hear the story behind that. You're a cover boy. It's a great, yeah, yes, yes. By default, by <laughs> default. So this, this is <laughs> totally unintentional. This is back in 2012. 
um, a good buddy of mine, uh, Joe Burke. Uh, Joe uh, played for the Somerset Patriots, a baseball team um, that I that I coached for, a minor league baseball team that I coached for. From uh, Joe played for us from 2008 to 2011. And this was 2012, his first year out of the game as a player. And he was coaching a college team in, in Shelter Island, New York. Shelter Island is an island off of the coast of Long Island. So in order for me to, to get there from New Jersey, I, I, I took a bunch of trains all the way up through Long Island. And then to get to Shelter Island, I took a ferry across. And um, he picked me up and... A few hours later, we're at the game that he was coaching that night. And maybe the next day, we had a, an off day. There was no game. We went to a, to a, a local little inlet, spent a few hours um, you know, swimming, hanging out, catching up with, with each other. And I, I found myself at uh, water's edge contemplating whether or not I was going to go in the water. And then he, he, from behind, he said, Box. I'm going to take a picture, uh, make a pose, and and so I did, um, and I kept that picture on on my phone, not not knowing that wow, uh, two two and a half years later, my publishing company asked me, what do you want the the cover shot to be? We have a couple of images, or you can use your own image, and for the heck of it, I scrolled through my phone and I thought. This picture really depicts, you know, what I'm writing about in the book. I'm, I'm, I'm bearing my soul in a way so that others can, can feel comfortable doing the same. And, and to me, it just matched the content of the book. But again, it was unintentional, and it was two years before the, the, uh, the book was published. I love that. Now, you also work with an illustrator. Stephen Whetstone, you and Stephen also have a connection. Stephen and I are are, our friends, our brothers. Our relationship goes back to uh, August of 1997 um, at the University of South Carolina. So we're we're both Gamecocks. Uh, We were part of the Gamecock baseball program. He was a, a pitcher, a talented pitcher. I was a, 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 a team manager and student coach. And through that time, we just became very, very close. He is, was, and always will be an amazing, talented artist. Things he can do with his hands, seemingly without trying, Suzanne, it is amazing. He, in the year 2000, for the uh, the team media guide, the Gamecock baseball team media guide, he drew caricatures of every single player and coach to be put in the media guide. Now, normally just take pictures. No, Stephen drew all of these pictures uh, um, by hand, um, and and to this day, um, and also because the University of South Carolina will always have a special place in my heart. Um, but that media guide from 2000, um, I will always keep. We had a, a great season in 156 games, and Stephen's artwork is phenomenal. So when when the the um, 
you know, my writing came out, my writing came out. Um, he, I just said, man, he needs to be uh, a guy. I need to at least ask him. So I sent him, Suzanne, all 68 of, of the, the poems in the book. I said, Stephen, have at it. Do, if an image comes to mind, all of these, some of these, a few of these, could you please get it down? And originally, the artwork was in, uh, I think it's called gauche, gauche or gouache style. It's sort of like water painting. Right. Um, and I still have the original copies. Oh, they are do just you? Brilliant. Oh. oh, they're unbelievable. Yes. Oh. In, in my desk. And um, I uh, gently scanned those or took pictures of those to the, uh, to the publishing company. And, and those are the, the images of Stevens in the book. There are others. My brother Nick drew a, uh, drew a picture in there. My, my uncle Carl Kilblock also has uh, 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 a drawing in there as well. But it's principally Stephen and his brilliant artistry. Wow. I, yes, I, I saw his work, and you ha, and it, I believe it's gouache. I believe you're absolutely right. Gouache, that's I, correct. Yeah, I looked at his work, and I really am envious that you <laughs> have all of these originals. You should do something with them. You should protect them, frame them, um, keep them, because that absolutely. original art is just... He, you're right. He's extraordinarily talented. The thing that strikes me so much about what you and I have been talking about is how very, very, very personal this book is from the cover to the artwork to all of the poems. How long did it take you to generate the 68 poems that you included? The the easy answer to that, Suzanne, is from from July of 2014 to December of 2014. The that better quickly. answer. I'm sorry. That quickly. Well, well, the better answer is 36 years. <laughs> <laughs> the, the better answer is 36 years. So you know, I. <laughs> In all honesty, the experiences that I had throughout my life was were what compelled me to write those things. I think each one of them was drawn from an experience that I had, um, and, and especially from from adulthood or from twelve years old. Okay, Fox. We've been talking in general terms about the book, so let's get. A little more specific. I know that you have a couple of poems from the book that you would like to share with the listener. Let's do that now. Great, great. I, yes, I, I have two that um, that immediately immediately come to mind when whenever I look at a copy of the book. And we had spoken earlier pre-interview about how. I've taken as a, a high school teacher to doing what are called palm tree Fridays. And I, I bring in this oversized blown up palm tree and I place it in my classroom. And on, on Fridays, oftentimes we, we, we share stories of inspiration. 
And the palm tree simply symbolizes the fact that in life, you, you have good days and, and you have bad days. The life of a palm tree, I mean, is, it notes that. You, know, you picture them on, on a beach somewhere um, under, under sunshine and also, bless this time of the year, you know, bless the southeastern states, um, east coast of the U.S., we seem to be getting creamed more and more often by by strong storms and and, and hurricanes and the the poem the, the road to success um, to me just just sort of encapsulates that. So this one is called the road to success is not paved and it goes something like this. Even if tough times last, tough people they last longer. And as you go down that mogul-ridden path, let your faith grow stronger. If you fall off the horse, get up and get back on the saddle. Victory Highway is not smooth sailing, for that road is a constant uphill battle. Even if positive thoughts don't work, negative thoughts, well, they'll kill you. So keep your mind, your body, and your soul on high alert. You will never know the heights you will take yourself to. So keep one hand on the wheel and one foot on the gas. These struggles in life, well, they're real. And you can tell them to kiss your left pinky toe. And the road to success is not paved. The next poem is a poem about integrity. Uh, it was something that in, in indirectly uh, I was taught growing up. And as a, a teacher and coach, it's something that I try to instill in, in, in my students, in my players. It's about doing what is right even when no one is watching. It's called He Looks Back at Me and Sits. And it goes something like this. It's six and a half in the a.m. and the snooze has become my friend. Soon I see myself in the mirror. He looks back at me and says, have you done all you can do? And are you ready for what is to come? Are you thankful for all you have been given, as would say decent son? Do you realize the responsibility that comes with the pleasure of success? You must be a man of integrity to always be at your best. And no matter there are no cameras and that you are alone under this roof, you can hide sometimes from the outside world, but me the mirror, I always see the truth. That's he looks back at me and says from the book. I like I I read both of those when it's funny because I read through some of your poems in the book and those were two particular ones that I happen to like very much myself. I'm curious, do you think that the book has a theme? Do I think it has a theme? That's an English teacher question, I know. Yo, it is. It is. We're going in depth. E L A grade twelve. Um, <laughs> I, I would. I would. I would say this. I did. There are sections or chapters. So I. In a lot of them are. Um, you know, there's. There's motivational. There's nature, and then there's miscellaneous. But again, I. I think it's about a, a man uh, uh, at the time. Just saying, do you feel like I do? And and if you do, uh, I hope that this piece of writing 
will help you with whatever you are facing currently. That makes any sense. It makes perfect sense. And I read, you know, I always do my homework, and so I was reading information about you, and I came across the question that you said you've been intrigued by for a very long time, and that question is, what is it like to live in your skin and look back out at the world? And I think that may all that may that may be a theme for the book because you're really in your skin, you're looking back at the world, and this is how you, Fox Buyer the poet, sees the world. What do you think, Suzanne? You should be my agent or publicist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why did it take us so long to meet? I don't know. But I've just, you know, I wish that we could just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Because what I've discovered, the more you and I talk, seriously, the more connections that I'm, I'm feeling. I've already told you, you know, my brain just gets set on fire sometimes when I'm talking with people and they, they give me ideas that's the kind of experience I'm having in my head right now. You're just, you've awakened my brain and there's just a forest fire going on in there. And I want to well, let the, our... the, the title, I'm sorry to cut you off, no, but go the ahead, title, go ahead. I mean, it just, it notes the, the title, Letter Kindling. I'm, and it's, it's really to, to evoke something um, with, within the reader. And I'm glad it evoked something within you. It does. It really does. And you're absolutely right. That's exactly. You know, I wasn't thinking about that when I said that, but you're absolutely right because my brain is just on fire. So let's let our listeners know where they can find the book. Now, it's available on Amazon. And I always think that perhaps there's one person who is hearing our voices right now who says, I don't know how to use Amazon. I don't know what to do. So let me just kind of give you a quick walkthrough. This is very, very easy. All you have to do is type www.amazon.com in the browser. It's that space at the top of your computer screen. Click on it, and it'll take you right to Amazon. And I I remember when I first went to Amazon the very first time, I looked at that page and I thought, what's all this stuff? How am I ever going to figure out what I want to to find? There's a box. There's a big search box that's at the top of the page. Let me give you the title of Fox's book so that you can find it. It's Letter, L-E-T-T-E-R, Kindling, K-I-N-D-L. I-N-G, colon, igniting, comma, inspiring, comma, and evoking the fire within by Fox, F-O-X, Byer, B-E-Y-E-R. Put that into your search feature, and if you just get Letter Kindling by Fox Buyer and click on it, the book will come right up. You'll see his picture right there on the cover, which I think is amazing. This is such a personal book. It'll also let you buy it right there on the, on the page. Now, there's in the upper right-hand corner of the cover, you'll see two words. Look inside. If you click on those two words, the book 
electronically opens. And I really always feel like I should do air quotes when I say the book opens because, of course, it's electronic. And you're able to sort of scroll down. You'll see all of the poems listed in the table of contents. And then there is an example. You'll get two or three of Fox's poems that you're able to read so that you'll get the feel for his style and you'll get the feel for the book. You can buy it right there on the page. And presto changeo. All you have to do is click buy and the book comes to you. You have social media, don't you, Fox? I do. I do, yes. Now, how can I, I, am, how can I find you? Yes. So I am Fox Buyer, F-O-X-B-E-Y-E-R, on most uh, social media platforms. That is to say Instagram. That is to say Facebook. That is to say Twitter and, and YouTube. So if you just search my name, F-O-X-B-E-Y-E-R, um, all those things will, will come up. Now, there's a website. You've got some interesting things on your website, and you're also a podcaster. So let's make sure we talk about both of those things. Yes. So thank you. The The website is foxbuyer.com, F-O-X-B-E-Y-E-R.com. And, and what you'll find on there is is content that, that may be useful to you. Um, which includes, uh, like Suzanne just said, you said Suzanne, my latest podcast episode and access to 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 older ones. The podcast that I host is, is called "What's Your Inspiration?" And the, the premise, the theme is uh, a conversation with, with with that person and them telling us the people and places and things that inspired them to put them on the path that they're currently on today. Okay, it's called What's Your Inspiration? And you can find all of the episodes um, through my website. Um, you can find them also on, on iTunes. It's What's Your Inspiration? Podbean, What's Your Inspiration? And, and, and on YouTube, uh, What's Your Inspiration? As well, through, through my website. Um, it also has uh, some of the uh, songs. I know I'm a, I'm a lyricist, a novice lyricist, and uh, SoundCloud uh, recordings of um, some of my latest demos on there as well. If if you enjoy, um, I'm mostly right in the in, uh, country style, um, so the uh, songs are also up there as well. And if you'd like to communicate with me, um, you can do that via my website. It just says, it'll say at the bottom, get in touch with Fox. And uh, if you, you do that, I'll immediately be emailed and, and we can start a uh, start a, a conversation, possibly about poetry. You know, you're in such an exciting place, Fox. You've got a book that's an excellent book with wonderful poetry in it. You're beginning to fulfill a lifelong dream of writing lyrics. It just seems to me that right now you are just on the cusp of some really exciting, fun, and interesting places in your life. I'll answer that this way. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> well, I have one more question, and it concerns the book. 
letter kindling. When our listeners become readers and they purchase a copy of Letter Kindling and they read the poems from cover to cover and for the very last time, after they read the last poem, they close the back cover of the book, either electronically or physically. What is the bottom line for you? What do you want that reader to take away from all of the poems that you shared? That's a that's a great question, Suzanne, and I'll, I'll answer it this way. I think the book for me, uh, I'm the reader, isn't designed to to read cover to cover. I think it um, is probably most effective in a place in your home that that you that you access and that are around often within your home. It's designed to pick up and open up to whatever page and to read a poem or two. And as far as how these, these poems impact people, you know, this may seem grandiose, but I can remember um, um, a few years ago uh, listening to a speech. It might have been a commencement speech that Kobe Bryant um, God rest his soul, ex-NBA uh, star, gave to a, to a high school. I don't know if it was Lower Marion where he graduated from or somewhere else. And he said at some point in his, his speech that he didn't remember a lot about high school. He had just moved back to the States from Italy and things just moved fast. But he did remember something that his that his English teacher told him in the eleventh grade, and it was this: "Don't rest in the middle." And if you know anything about Kobe Bryant and his 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 uh, basketball career, not just his NBA career, but his basketball career, the man never rested in the middle. Now, from the book Letter Kindling, as you read a couple poems, let's say a week. My hope is that maybe there is a line or two in there that would strike you enough that you would carry for a while. Maybe it is you can hide sometimes from the outside world, but the mirror always shows the truth. Or maybe it is tough times last, but tough people, they last longer. Maybe it's those lines. Maybe it's another. But that um, is my hope with the book. Wow. I I couldn't agree with you more. I I I'm sitting here thinking about people who homeschooled their children and a poem a po- book of poetry like the one you have done I think would be a great way to introduce kids to poetry and to get them to think about what the poem means. And I love what you said earlier about writing poetry. It doesn't have to rhyme. It can be bullet points. Poetry can be whatever you want it to be. It does not have to be Shakespeare and iambic pentameter. You have just been so delightful, Fox. You and I could talk for an hour, and unfortunately, we can't do that. It has been a pleasure and a delight to talk with you today. Thank you so much for being my guest on Books on Air. 
Suzanne, it's it, it's reciprocal. Uh, thank you for the uh, platform. You certainly did your homework, and and you were so so very very welcoming. And and just thank you for for allowing me to to share my content in in the hope that it could affect somebody in a very positive way. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. Remember, you can pick up a copy of Letter Kindling, Igniting, Inspiring, and Evoking the Fire Within by Fox Buyer on Amazon. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I so hope that you'll join me for the next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.